You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily fantasy football podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Iron. When I'm not doing this, I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for SportingNews.com. You can also follow me on Twitter, at Vinny Iyer. And a lot of the content is streaming through NFL Free Agency. We've got the updated trackers, team by team, by position, seeing which of the top 25 have been signed, and then... We've got the winners, losers, and individual move grades. So everything you need to know about NFL free agency, Sporting News has you covered. So we are finally getting to the quarterbacks, the running backs, and wide receivers we did in our previous two shows. They're just a little bit more exciting in fantasy football. And really the guys, the quarterback moved, and there's not as much fantasy buzz around them. We already broke down in a previous show to Tyler Tyrod Taylor and that trade from the Browns. But now we're going to look at all the free agent moves that happened here, including a few re-signings as well. And a lot of uh, QB carousel in motion there for sure. We'll start at the top and break the number one down. This is actually the most exciting development here is Kirk Cousins. Not only did he get that three-year $84 million contract with the Vikings, all guaranteed, he steps in a beautiful situation for fantasy football. It's a good reality situation as well. We know this team was on the brink of getting to the Super Bowl. Case Keenum had that pick six against Patrick Robinson, the Eagles, and went downhill from there. In the NFC title game, that gave the Vikings just enough pause to say, hey, we might need to upgrade here. So Kirk Cousins, he is now in the fold with the Vikings, and this is a terrific fit. I've been kind of talking about this for a while, looking at his free agent options. I thought as soon as Alex Smith was traded to the Redskins that Kirk Cousins' best home would be in Minnesota. Just the way things ended, because it was Super Bowl week there up in Minnesota. It was a bad taste in their mouth the last game that Keenum played there with the turnover. So here comes Cousins. You look at the supporting cast, it's the best he's ever had. We know he's been very productive in fantasy when he's got good guys around him. His best year there in Washington is when he had Deshaun Jackson, Pierre Garçon, Jordan Reed, all those guys, and a legitimate running game behind him. Now you go to the Vikings, you have Stephon Diggs, Adam Thielen, Kyle Rudolph, Dalvin Cook coming back from the injury, complete back, the best back he's ever played with, a pretty decent offensive line with uh, Riley Reef and Mike Rummers at the edges there. Not bad, it's not elite by any means, but Cousins gets the ball out quickly, you can get the ball out downfield. Really play to the skill sets of Diggs and Thielen. So this is an exciting development as a QB1 for sure. And he he's not just a QB1. He could be a very high-end QB1. I know this team's still defensive-minded and all that. They're going to have that mentality to run the football. But we know they can open it up. They did it last year. They move on from Pat Shermer and get John DeFilippo. We know that he came from the Eagles. They stepped on the gas a lot with their quarterbacks and their passing game. So this is not going to be any low-octane, conservative-type thing. Case Keenum, I think they reined in a little bit. A little bit let him loose, but I think Cousins will have a free reign here of the offense. And good leader, good fit, very highly productive team here. So Cousins, when you look at it, 
you're going to look at Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson and Drew Brees. But really in the next tier, I'm going to start looking at Cousins in fantasy football already. And there's going to be a little to change that philosophy right now. I, if I'm going to get Cousins, you're going to have to invest a lot more. He's just not a back-end QB1 anymore where you can uh, put him in a good situation to stream. You have to go invest a higher pick in Cousins. And he's jumped the likes of uh, Matt Ryan and Dak Prescott and all those types that have that potential. But I really like Cousins here instead. Now, a couple related deals. And we'll look at the Vikings ex-quarterbacks now going to different places. We'll start with Case Keenum. That's a good place here as Cousins replaces Keenum. Keenum, however, goes to the Broncos, who then moved Trevor Simeon back to the Vikings. So Trevor Simeon goes across to be Cousins' backup, so a little bit of a weird combination of events there. Case Keenum is going to be the presumed starter here, two years, $36 million. They're going to look at Paxton Lynch and Chad Kelly and developmental quarterbacks. They probably will look at uh, looking at Josh Rosen or Josh Allen or Baker Mayfield early in the draft. So for now, Keenum is the starter. It's not a terrible situation. It's got Demarius Thomas and uh, Emmanuel Sanders, but not a team that's really good at tight end where he had a good chemistry with Rudolph in Minnesota. So Keenum right now is clearly QB2 in the situation because you're not sure how long he can start. He had one really good season here. If you throw back to Gary Kubiak's system, kind of related now with him as being a special advisor for the Broncos, he was there in Houston, didn't do well. That was Houston, the pro team. He was played at Houston, the college. But early in his career, he had ups and downs there. It was not the quarterback we saw with the Vikings. So we're not sure if he's going to get the Texans' take here or if you're going to get the Vikings. And I think it's going to be more like the Texans and Rams type quarterback that uh, comes to Denver here. I don't expect high, high production. This team wants to run the football and play defense a little bit more as well. Very tough division as well with the Chargers and Chiefs loading up on defense. And uh, you got the Raiders trying to improve their defense as we speak here in free agency. So it's going to be tough for Keenum, and I see him clearly as a QB too. Now we'll go to the case of Sam Bradford, and this is just disappointing. Also, Mike Glennon goes to Arizona with Sam Bradford. One year's $20 million for Bradford has an option for 19 Two years, so Mike Lennon is signed through 19 here for the Cardinals as well. So Bradford and Glennon, Carson Palmer retires. This is their trying to replace him with a veteran. I'm just shaking my head at this move. I don't see any upside of Bradford or Glennon, especially with the Cardinals still in play for a high first-round quarterback. If not, maybe Mason Rudolph there a little bit later in the draft. So... We know what happened with Glennon. He was displaced quickly in Chicago, and uh, he's just the backup right now. He's starting behind Bradford. We know Bradford can't stay healthy in the knee. Got quickly displaced there in Philadelphia when they had the first chance to trade him to the Vikings when Bridgewater went down there a couple years ago. So these are some really cast-off, recycled, pretty expensive. Glennon settles for two $8 million. But when you look at it overall, investing both of these guys caused them to – Cut Tyron Matthew. Don't really have much offensive line monies here. They're going to have to upgrade that in the draft as well. So messy situation. So I'm even taking Bradford and Glennon off the radar. This whole Cardinals QB situation. Larry Fitzgerald, unfortunately, uh, 
it's hard to trust him when they have the shaky quarterback situation. At least you think Bradford will get the ball to Fitzgerald. So that's not too bad. It's not the absolute mess that we had a few years ago with the, some of the guys they trotted out there like Ryan Lindley and such. And it's going to be legitimate at least where Bradford can throw to Fitzgerald. But remember, John Brown is gone. He signed with the Ravens. Not much else there for this passing game for the Cardinals other than David Johnson. So in the end, it's going to be all about David Johnson featuring him, a little bit of Fitzgerald, but this passing game in the Cardinals doing a complete 180 from a few years ago when they had Palmer and uh, Brown. Jerron Brown is also on his way out here. So two receivers they're going to have to replace. Michael Floyd is long gone here. They really have a legitimate tight end. Remember with Blaine Gabbert, this team totally fell off at quarterback in there. So you're moving on without uh, Palmer, and it's an absolute mess. And we'll talk about the third tier of this uh, Vikings carousel that happened here. Teddy Bridgewater. You look at uh, him, he goes to the Jets. Tied with that is Josh McCown, also returning to the Jets on a one-year $10 million deal. Bridgewater gets $1.5 million. He could get up to $15 million. So they're clearly creating an incentive here where... It's not just handed to McCown, remaining the starting quarterback. There's a chance for Teddy Bridgewater taking this back. Again, another situation where I'm looking at QB2. We know McCown was useful at some point. He had that run of two TDs consistently there, but completely different offense now, going to Jeremy Bates. They fired John Morton, the previous guy. He tried the Eric Coriel system, air raid type deal with McCown. It worked. Now they're going to tailor more to West Coast with Bates. Again, these two guys are going to have to compete with a quarterback, Josh Rosen, Josh Allen, Baker Mayfield. One of these guys is going to be in there. So we don't know who's going to start here. So that puts them off the board right now as a deep QB2 for sure. So Robbie Anderson and Quincy Nunwa are your top receivers there. No more Austin Severian Jenkins. He moved on to the Jaguars. So not a great situation. The running game still is a work in progress. Did get Isaiah Crowell, but... Other than that, it's just very iffy, and I'm not going to trust anything with the Jets passing game, much like the Cardinals passing game. So we mentioned these guys, Allen and Rosen and Mayfield. Who's going to end up going where, and who's the best value of these three quarterbacks? you got to listen to Lockdown NFL Draft here on the Lockdown NFL Network to get your best take on that with the pro days. Of Mayfield's just the books. Rosen just finished up his. We're going to take a closer look at Allen as we get closer to the draft here so keep up with all that with John Ledger and Trevor Sikama they do a great job hosting that show another one of the great shows on the Lockdown Network as we continue with Locked On Fantasy Football we'll look at the one Noda re-sign there at quarterback it was Drew Brees returning to the Saints there was a little bit of dalliance with the Vikings but we clearly know that was to help Raise the price of Breeze. Two years, $50 million, Comes back. He's in the fold. What can you say about Breeze? He's looking good here. Didn't get Jimmy Graham back in free agency. Chose the Packers instead. But you look at this team. Brandon Coleman, Willie Sneed. Coleman not tendered. Sneed returning. So Coleman, we figured that was going to happen. So I think they want to keep Sneed and make him a bigger part of the offense. I still think they could look at Dallas Goddard in the draft or another top tight end that could help Breeze. But uh, we know what happened last year with Breeze. It was the Mark Ingram, Alvin Kamara show. The Saints defense played better. By the way, Saints defense is upgraded as well again here with Patrick Robinson and Demario Davis. So I don't know if you're going to get the Breeze QB1. I mentioned him earlier. Still a high draft pick, but 
You're going to have to weigh this. Maybe it's a point where Cousins is ahead of Breeze in the fantasy football pecking order. I mean, the numbers from last year suggest that. So maybe you lock in more comfortably with Brady and Rodgers like you have done in years past. Wilson maybe locks in as that holy trinity of the quarterbacks replacing Breeze here. So Cousins versus Breeze is going to be an interesting debate as we go forward. Right now it's pretty close, and based on the weapons and the, the volume, you're going to have to go Cousins here and the aggressiveness of the offense. The Saints really want to run the ball and play defense because it's so successful for them. Still, Breeze with Michael Thomas and his weapons can do some things that just from game to game. It's not a thing that you can totally trust anymore because the game flow, because their defense and the running game is not so negative anymore in New Orleans. Now, right behind him is Tom Savage. Just a little bit of a note there that no more concern in Houston about anyone trying to take Sean Watson's job away. This indication that they feel pretty good about Watson's health going forward and uh, will go from there. Another retaining situation here is Ryan Tannehill. Now, this may not be a big deal. It looks like he is going to remain the starter here for Adam Gase. That may change the way they think about a quarterback, so maybe not a rookie situation, but it looks like Tannehill comes in there. So what do we think about Tannehill now that he has no Jarvis Landry and instead has Albert Wilson and Danny Amendola, a guy that I don't really trust coming off a major knee injury. He's a mobile quarterback. A lot of his production and fantasy came from running more than you think it did with his rushing yardage. So... That part of his game is probably going to be limited here. Coming back, you look at no Landry. We know what he did with Landry consistently there. I don't know if uh, Devontae Parker still the downhill, downfield passing game. Same, same questions with him that you have with Alex Smith if he's going to get the job done there at all. So when you look at that, I just don't really look at uh, Tannehill having much value. Buried as a QB2 for me. I just don't trust Wilson. He doesn't have much production. We talked about that in the wide receiver podcast. Danny Amendola, I don't think he's going to be nearly as productive filling in the slot. And who knows, Wilson could be lighting up outside. He could be in the slot. Amendola could be there. But this new chemistry that Tannehill is going to have to return to finding new guys to connect with because he's been having the long layoff of the knee injury, didn't play at all last year. Now there's no more Landry. He's got to adjust to Wilson and Amendola. We know Parker is very inconsistent in staying healthy as well. Very talented receiver, but can't. Now it's still looking like Kenny Stills might be their best option in the passing game. And uh, no more Julius Thomas. They moved on to cut the tight end as well. So big changes in Miami overall, the passing game. He's returning to a new backfield as well with Kenny Drake. So I'm just not feeling the Dolphins. Unfortunately, this may limit them from going for the upside of maybe the Baker Mayfield and some of the things he can do. Behind him, they were looking at different options at backup quarterback. David Fales returns, however, to be the guy there in Miami behind Ryan Tannehill for now. Now, we'll look at uh, A.J. McCarron next. So, Tyra Taylor got traded to the Browns, so he's going to be the starter there. We thought A.J. McCarron was going to be the starter for the Browns. Because of Hugh Jackson, all those rumors, that supposed trade that was in the works and set up for them. Not the case. McCarron ends up in Buffalo. This is a pretty awful situation with McCarron. And another thing that I wrote about on SportingNews.com, two years, $10 million. When you look at some of the other deals, Case Keenum at $18 million, Sam Bradford, 
at twenty million a season. Of course, Cousins breaking the bank along with Jimmy Garoppolo. This tells you when you look at McCarron that Chase Daniel got the same exact deal from the Bears to back up Mitchell Trubisky at two years, ten million. So this tells you that they're not locked into AJ McCarron as the starter. It's not like Hugh Jackson's going to come out like you had him uh, in Cleveland say that Tyrod Taylor is going to be a starter. You're not going to have that with Sean McDermott saying the same thing with McCarron because that price suggests he's not locked in the starting quarterback. And if you've been reading the tea leaves and what the Bills have been doing, the trading that offensive tackle, left tackle Cordy Glenn to the Bengals to slide up a little bit in the draft, trading Tyrod Taylor, they're positioning themselves to have enough ammunition with two first-round picks here to go up and get the quarterback that they want. So they can throw all this for a loop here, whether it's Sam Darnold or Rosen or Allen or Mayfield, or maybe they stay put and get Lamar Jackson. There are all kinds of things the Bills can do at quarterback. And this McCarron deal, again, this really takes the Bills quarterback situation off the radar. I mentioned Taylor going to the Browns makes him a still a viable QB1, borderline QB2, usable in certain situations. McCarron, I don't think he's usable at all. First of all, he's a pretty unknown quantity. He had a decent stretch there for the Bengals filling in for Andy Dalton a couple years ago when he was hurt, but nothing spectacular, more caretakery, more Dalton type, and we know that's QB2 at best there. So McCarron is off the radar for me. So Again, that's why we waited to talk about the quarterbacks. He had one guy to be really excited about in Cousins. One guy that you could somewhat pass with with Keenum, but the other moves here weren't as marquee as we think, and things still can change a lot in those situations with the rookie quarterbacks in play for sure. So that is pretty much it with the quarterback movement here in 2000. 18 so far everyone else is just backups and trying to find their extra roles but quite a carousel it was for sure starting with garoppolo and alex smith put it all in motion so if you're going to come up with a ranking here of uh, what do you feel about these quarterbacks and then cousins is number one for me i think i'm still putting breeze second i'm looking at Jim, jimmy garoppolo third then it's pretty much a fight for the rest of them in terms of their value. There, could, uh, Blake Bortles has more appeals than some of these guys as well, returning to the Jaguars on deal. So I would say Keenum comes next. Then I might look at uh, Bradford just because of the Fitzgerald and Johnson factor. Then you look at the Bills and McCarron and then the Jets situation. So it really has some big drop-offs from the top guys here and there and uh, that's what you're going to see in fantasy football it's going to be a lot of the same names but Cousins really shot himself off the board here and he's going to be in the conversation for a high high pick among the quarterbacks so no longer is he a sleeper I think this could easily be a year where he breaks the 30 touchdowns and uh, feels very good about himself as reality quarterback and does his best fantasy work for our purposes so there you have it. There's closing the week with uh, Locked On Fantasy Football and uh, a look at NFL free agency. What a crazy week, but we broke down all the skill position. You can go back and listen to uh, the wide receiver and running back show and get a complete take on what all is out there. There's still more to come as things happen here 
as some more notable guys sign. The situation changed. We'll be all over it here and break it down for you on Lockdown Fantasy Football throughout the offseason. So this has been Vinny Iyer for the Lockdown NFL Network. We'll see you next week and talk more about free agency and the draft.